In order to support our show, we'll need the help of some great advertisers. And in order to find great advertisers, we'll need to learn a little bit more about you. So please go to podsurvey.com slash livecast and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you a little better. That way, we can show advertisers just how great our listeners are. Plus, once you've completed the survey, you can choose to enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that's P-O-D-S-U-R-V-E-Y dot com slash L-I-V-E-C-A-S-T. Thanks for your help. Just, just, just do it, okay? Just fill out the survey. Be nice. Do us a favor. Fill out the survey. It'll Stand help Stand shoulder to shoulder with the Metal Injection Livecast. This is your announcer, Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Earlier this week, Ja Rule put a curse on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Hey Ja, back off on the curses, that's our thing. Only guests of our show get cursed. What? Hey Money Marks are in studio tonight. Oops. Hashtag RIP a legend. And now, here's the Metal Injection Livecast. Why hello! We got a great show. And Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> yeah. he, does, he does have cream all over his face, so oh. that way. What? <laughs> and he likes to dress up like a woman. I didn't notice what? that, but now that you pointed it out, there's a giant amount of cream on your face and you are dressed like a woman. Yeah. <laughs> what? I didn't you just notice. Do get... like a lady. Am I, am I in a different studio? Da-da. Am I tripping? What's going on? We just get used to his cream faces so much that we stop noticing it unless somebody points it out. Mm, Must cream be. face. Creamface Robba here on the Metal Injection Livecast with Sid, Noah, and 3D. Don't we get an adjective to no. describe us? I, I think this week, adjective. yeah. Better to sit this one out if Creamface is good. Pass. Pass. Alex. And uh, we're really excited because in the second hour, we're going to have some special guests in studio. We're going to have Johan and Alavi from Aman Amarth. Pretty pumped about that. They're going to be hanging out for an hour. You can be on the air with Amon Marth. You can talk to them and ask them whatever you want. And uh, all you got to do is dial 213-WIDE-NUT. It's 213-943-3688. The phone lines are already abuzz. But Amon Marth aren't here yet. We could pretend. Yeah, let's let's pretend that we should have Shlomo pick up the, the phone oh. or something. 547. Okay. You're on the air. Hello? Hello, 547. How are you? I mean, 574. Hi. We should, we should let them know the area code. I, I would like to talk to Johan. Hi, I'm um, Johan. How are you? Go ahead, shoot. Hi, Johan. How are you doing? Great. How are you? What's your name? Great. Hey, my name is this. Ashley Mylan, and I'm stoked as fuck to come see you this summer. Awesome. Um, We're looking forward with, to it, too. Uh, the player. I've nice. got uh, uh, early entrance passes to be right up front to see you. Um, can't fucking wait. Love you. Love your music. Love, love you more. Um, Ashley, I have a question for you. No, I love you more. Ashley, how is Johan going to know uh, that you're going to be the girl in the front row that talked to him on the metal injection? Yeah, how am cast? I, Johan, going to know that totally you are the one who you. talked to me? I will give you a full flat out description of what I look like and I will scream at the top of my fucking Go ahead. lungs. Let's I'm hear the it. Girl that you talk to. Could I could I make a suggestion? Could I perhaps you could get a a tattoo that's of some kind that says Dear Johan, I was the woman who called in the metal injection live cast and spoke to you on Tuesday, February twenty sixth. <laughs> 
2019. Does all that fit on a side? Yeah, sure. What if instead she just got some uh, live cast merch? <laughs> Definitely do that. I could do that. Um, I'd have to figure out a spot because I already have a chest tattoo and my hands oh. are all done. <laughs> uh, but I can make a big-ass fucking sign. I've got uh, piercings all over my face, so I'm really hard to miss. You okay. Know what I mean? Well, another good idea, uh, I would say that I, Johan of Amana Marth, 100% fully endorse you buying Metal Injection Livecast merch. Yeah. Oh. And then you could wave it in the crowd, and then I would totally see it and know that it was you. You know what? I'm going to do that. I will definitely buy some merch, definitely a shirt, whatever other merch will be there, and I will wave it to you. And like I said, I have early passes, so I will be right up front, uh-huh. right there, and I will definitely uh, let you know who I am. Rob, um, why you, don't you, you give her the uh, the URL for the um, the Livecast merch? Just go to metalinjection.net slash livecast, hit that merch button. Sweet. There you go. Thank you for calling. Sweet. Tell all your friends you got hey, a p- personal conversation with Johan. Oh yeah, what's your question? What is your songwriting process going? How's how's that coming along? Well, I uh, Johan, when I write a song, I usually th- mm-hmm. just envision myself at the front of the stage, uh, looking at people who have called in and talked to me on a podcast and how they might react uh, hearing the song, and it just helps me shape shape the the, the formation of the song in my mind. So you're uh, you're helping the the songwriting process right now, and you may not even know it. Aww. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, nice, beautiful. All right, well, Love thank. thank oh, wait, let me ask you: uh, if you could rank, and I, I, this may be a bit of an egotistical uh, question because uh, it's about it's about my band, and I just I, I, sometimes I just crave attention. I would love to know. Where on, of all the bands, where would you rank Amana Marth on a scale of one being the best? Where would I rank Amana Marth? I honestly would put you right about a two. Um, I will be honest with you. Uh, ever since I was young, um, mm-hmm. Slayer has been my favorite. Okay. I grew up from that. My father was a. Uh, I basically was raised on, mm-hmm. you know, Slayer, Megadeth, you know. So, so you, so how would you rank Slayer? How would, just, how would you rank Slayer? No, no, I just, I, I just want to say that you've, you've crushed me. I feel that oh, I, Johan, I, I can no longer. It's I, Johan. I can, I cannot, I. I cannot go on. I feel like this has. Oh, has no, no, caused no. a, a oh, crater no. in my just self-esteem. Wait to, to wait to hear what I what else I have to say. Um, I will tell you this. Mm-hmm. The Slayer. Is, I, I don't want to hear it. I I'm very shaken by this. But they're your label mate, Slayer. You've, <laughs> fine, but you know what? You want you want Slayer so much. Go listen to Slayer. You're banned from all the Modern Mod shows. Oh. Oh, no, no, no. You're banned from my band. <laughs> <laughs> no, Modern Mars is. Awesome. You, if I were to uh-huh. hand you my phone right now, yeah. and you were to look Second at my phone. Second most song, awesome. Thanks a see, lot. No. You would see Amon Amars, Amon Amars, Amon Amars, Amon Amars. I basically have just, my phone is loaded with Amon Amars. But that's because they love you. And your beard is awesome. Their band your starts with the letter A. It's probably epic. just first Wait, in your Q alphabetically. A, so if, okay, where would you rank no. Johan's beard? Well, with one being the best? Uh-huh. Close enough. 
Wow. Thank you for your call. What a good sport. Yoan actually, will Lord. actually be on in the second hour. That was. Doesn't he have an accent? I would think so. That was I, Johan, with a little I, <laughs> like two, an iPhone, two, but two, I, four. Area code 224. Let's see if they've been paying attention. Hey, guys. It's John from Chicago. What's up, hey. John? Hey, John. Would you like to talk to I, Johan? Uh, no, I would like to actually be put on hold so I can actually talk to Johan. Oh, okay, cool. He's on to us. Just want to say, anyone listening, that was not actually Johan. That was me uh, imitating. How, how do we know that you're not Johan, though, oh. talking now? That's fair. No, we'll have the real Johan, yes, who will not be banning anyone from any shows. Johan is a very friendly person. And Ashley, we'll definitely let Johan know what like positive, like positive spirited fans he has. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, Ashley is still on hold. Good. Are we going to let him know that she ranked them number two, though? Hmm. Ashley is still on hold, so we will have her. She was honest. And, sure. Uh, it takes balls. And uh, you could you could be on the line with the Amon Amarth dudes. All you got to do is dial 213-WIDE-NUT, 213-943-3688. Doing all this Amon Amarth hyping. They're going to ditch us. No, no, they're going to show up. They're, <laughs> they're, they're good dudes. Beer. We and have then... beer and snacks for them and cookies from Ikea. Yeah. Are they made of horse meat? What? Swedish people probably love horse meat, so cookies from Ikea, if they're made of horse meat, probably no, they're be cookies. Great. So how did you leap to that? Aren't isn't Ikea food made of horse meat? Wasn't there so meatballs who? that just, was like a controversy just the a few years ago? Yes, it, it, so I just figured I've never maybe, heard this. Maybe everything else realize. as well. Don't you remember there was like a whole thing with like pinks it was around the time of pink slime. Mm-hmm. Where they were saying that certain companies were using horse meat in their uh meat blend. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Tastes delicious. <laughs> Never had one. Tastes sentient. Those meatballs are pretty good. Mm. The lingonberry sauce. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's not bad. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the best, but it's not bad. For we're frozen. Gonna, we're going to give you enough time, and you're going to just say it sucks. You keep like downgrading as we don't <laughs> say number two to you. <laughs> it's number two. <laughs> Everything else number one. <laughs> oh, duh, but we Chuck mentioned it at the top of the show. Somehow, people are still giving Ja Rule money. This is in the world <laughs> of music, a little out of the world of metal. Bear with us. Ja Rule, Fire Festival, failure. I just want to say for people who don't, are not, because we probably have a lot of new listeners, Ja Rule is connected to the metal oh, world. God. He did a collaboration with a very famous heavy metal band. This band, Metallica. Mm-hmm. You might know them. So we're, it's not that far of a leap. Do you want to play them a little let's, bit? Of- let's play a, a little bit of the song. We did it again. It's Louder. on fire. It's on fire. Tonight, man, it's on fire. I'm on a Mars. Yeah. Metal Jackson Rocket. Swiss. 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 Just when you thought it was over. Well, we guest vocals by Johan from the Mount of Mars. Hey, thank you, everybody. Safe man. Yeah. We just got to get up to the James Hetfield part to prove. Yeah. There it comes. Yeah. Oh, no, not yet. I'm a rock star, baby. Well, this is a Metallica riff. It is a Metallica Yeah, but I mean, that could be anybody, though. This isn't. Well, if you're a real metal fan, you know their tone. Really? I mean, this couldn't be anybody. You don't hear the pot and pan flare? There we go. (laughs) 
Louder, James. He's yelling at James Hetfield. Terrible. All right. Can't take much more than this. No. All right, so what happened with Ja? Someone gave him money still in the year 2019. Hard to believe. To do the halftime show at a Minnesota Timberwolves game. And it went horribly. First of all, it was 90s night. And uh, they brought out Ja Rule, who wasn't a thing in the 90s. Yeah, he His even first comments night. on it in the clip, I think, yeah. right? And uh, people didn't care. And like I just remember in the clip that I saw, I'm not sure if this is the one, but it was just like, Minnesota, how's it going? And then it's dead silence. <laughs> and this is like from somebody in the arena. Yeah. <laughs> and like no... No, like there was a call. There was no response. <laughs> and I guess it was so bad that eventually the Timberwolves just came back out and started practicing like for the rest well, of halftime. It's actually the visiting team. Yeah, oh, the visiting team. I'm sorry. But the whole problem was that like for the DJ couldn't get his like computer booted up in time to start the set when it was supposed to start. Oh so God. everything was delayed. So the I performance see. ran late and the game is about to come back from halftime. And it's like he's still on stage doing... His awful songs and the team's like, well, we got to fucking warm up. There's not much time left. I see. So we'll just do it in the dark. So was was Ashanti there, by the <laughs> way? <laughs> There's some woman there that looks like Ashanti. I wonder if they just got a stand-in. They, it must have been. Okay. Maybe it was like Anthony Tolliver's wife and just grabbed somebody from the player section. <laughs> I don't know if Anthony Tolliver is still on the Wolves. Mm. He was at so some point. Do we, have a, do we have any audio here? I have yeah. a, actually I found one that says a new video of Ja Rule's halftime show tells different story. Ooh. Oh, Uh-oh. what do you think that means? Let's see. Maybe there was crowd response. Poor Ja Rule. First, he was the face of the utter failure that was the Fire Festival. Faye, he was the one that organized. He was like one of the co. <laughs> and now he's being trashed for a really bad halftime performance at a recent Minnesota Timberwolves game. Where the crowd appeared to not show him any love whatsoever. Except, this is the internet, and you can't believe everything you see. In a new official video of the performance, you could tell that the crowd does respond to him, and the awkward reaction by Ja is due to his DJ not being ready with the song. Should we play this? Well, yeah, like that's that's the only narrative I had heard to begin with was that, regardless of audience, it was just that there was lots of technical difficulties. Yeah. Yeah. Milwaukee! Yeah, that's like eight Congratulations people. on having the number one seed in the East. Oh, so this was in Milwaukee, not Minnesota. Very I well deserved. Milwaukee, y'all right. ready to party? Let me hear you You know what happened. Yeah. It, the reason he cursed the Timberwolves is because their official Twitter account, after all these, like, issues, uh-huh. they tweeted, we too were bamboozled and hoodwinked by Ja Rule. <laughs> Like in reference to the fire best. And in response to that, he's like, now you said that about me and now your team is cursed. You're not going to win for the next 30 years. Meanwhile, they've never won. So if all this means is that in 31 years, they'll finally win, then this is actually a huge, great thing for them. By the way, a lot of people didn't hear this about this story. Uh, Mm -hmm. By the third quarter, basically everything in the arena was on fire. Yeah. And uh, people were sleeping in tents. Throwing slices of cheese. People were getting cheese sandwiches. Yeah, Cold cheese sandwiches. Yeah. You don't have that much time, dude. Come on, speed it up. So they brought out a 2000 artist. (laughs) 
Great, great you, banter. Why would you shit on that? Like, yeah, you're the one pay, who agreed to show yeah, up. Like, why would you agree to it? Like, nobody put a gun to your head. Yeah, the time to say this was in the pitch meeting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not now. <laughs> About ninety nine, so I guess that counts. Sanchez, we ready? One second. One second. I'm loading up. <laughs> Are we ready? No. <laughs> Could we grab this? We need to grab this drop of him just saying, are we ready? Like extra long and just start the show with that every week. <laughs> I like it. Because it's so good. That'll get so tired. Yeah. After <laughs> one time. Ready. <laughs> Still no. I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> are, are we ready? <laughs> are we ready to me? Sounds like what Rebecca, Rebecca Moore saying. No, oh my God! It sounds yeah. Restart the show, please. <laughs> we have to get through one show without this. How injection. many shows, Darren? That's good. I happy to erase everything that we've just done. <laughs> Hang up on this show now. <laughs> we didn't mention it last week, so it was okay. Yes, we did at the end. Definitely. Oh. <laughs> All right. I, I need turn a palate cleanser. I need some jar roll. Turn me up! No, seriously, turn me, me up! Come on, come on! Oh, Dude, this is just him doing a song. Yeah, <laughs> banter is so fucking hilarious. I love it. It's almost like listening to him talk at any length is like listening to Frankie Palmieri's podcast. Oh, my God. Just to, he has no idea what he's going to say. And it just flows out and it never makes any sense at all. It's amazing that now he'll just get booked ironically for stuff because of the fire festival thing. And he'll mm-hmm. just keep taking the work. Yeah. Mm. Why not? It's like, obviously <laughs> they didn't book Ja Rule because he's this great artist and they thought that would really sell a few extra tickets to a Bucks game. Right. So what did, why? So it was people fire are festival, talking about yeah. him because of Firefest, and also because of Firefest. His price is probably super fucking cheap because he's toxic and a joke. They gave him a, a Giannis bobblehead. <laughs> that was the price. That's worth something. Put that on eBay. Uh-huh. Do you okay. think he gives any of his paycheck, like any of that money back to the island uh, yeah. in the Caribbean? Who's, I, I strongly of, of people that. whose lives he's ruined? That's in the rear view. Mm. Was there any legal punishment for him or did he completely skate? I, I mean, he's walking around doing bucks he's doing, games. He's like, getting was hired. There a fine? Anything? I do. I believe he was sued, mm-hmm. but nothing is as bad as what the main guy. Like oh, everything sure. was in that guy. Billy, what's his name? McFarland's name. But he is. I mean, Ja Rule is in that all over that documentary committing fraud. Like mm. it's documented evidence of him. That's the thing that's so. People. Yeah, that's so. Like he was there every step of the way. There's video footage of him. Right there in the like planning meetings. Yep. Isn't there like a clip of him saying it's not fraud, it's false advertising? Yes. <laughs> no, that was a tweet that he. Oh, he's, no, he no, says it. Oh, he he says it. He's in a conference oh. call and he says it. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was when when the next day when everyone at the <laughs> office were like, "Hey, what the fuck's going I'm on?" I'm sure he tweeted it also. Yeah. But to me, it just seems like that other guy, Billy, was just like sort of coming up with all this horrible shit, and he and he was the hype man, so he was just repeating. All this shit. He was, he was just going, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't. Come know out, f- come out. And he has no idea what the fuck's going on. Yeah. But so what? Like, you're still responsible for luring all these people yeah. in, you know? But Frankie, what do you think about it? 
All right, where's that dick? <laughs> Frankie, try to focus. It's in the Bucks locker room. We're doing a we're doing a show here. Oh my God, Frankie Palmieri tweeted the stupidest thing the other day. Just the other day? <laughs> no, the stupidest of oh, all the things of, he's tweeted. Of all the stupid things he's yeah. tweeted, it was something along the lines of, um, "It's a uh, fact: girls who lose at video games, uh, like." hit their opponents like in real life don't argue with me or like don't at me bro hold on i have not to see one scene at all but i'm not defending harvey one scene at all i'm gonna pull this uh the bt movement is bullshit <laughs> thanks frankie yeah jeez <laughs> hey opinionated. uh you i mean i i, I, I don't know <laughs> that is not edited by the way that yeah is... None of these are edited in any way. These are all taken live from his uh, his podcast. Okay, can I read the tweet? Read it. When girls lose in a video game, they instinctively attack their opponent. IRL. Facts. Don't at me. Yes. Every single woman exa- acts exactly the same in a given set of circumstances. Oh boy, he's just like got. I feel like he's just got mouth diarrhea. Like there's no one around him to say, "Hey, you're being a dickhead." That he trusts, you know. Right. Just a, probably a bunch of yes men all. Maybe around. he should trust. I don't us think a he has any me, anybody. Around. I think the only person around him is this girl that loses to him at video games and then kicks him in the nuts afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> it's his mother. Yeah, that's it. They're playing like the original Mario Brothers game. Uh, yeah. And she just wants it to get it over with. Well, He's trying to bomb He probably her. has his his original NES still intact. Mm-hmm. I think so. True. Yeah. I mean, he was complaining about, like, modern arcade games and how they don't compare to the old ones. <laughs> he misses the old arcades. Yeah. Uh, In the old New York. Uh, I wonder what he's doing now. You think he's recording? Maybe he's laying down library. some tracks. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, in the, the library, library right now. Getting that Wi-Fi. <laughs> I wanted to mention we talked about the Lords of Chaos movie uh, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and the movie's out now, and I believe it's on demand. So even if oh. you don't want to go to a theater, you could uh, still watch it. Can I just say something? Uh, we talked about that for about a half an hour on the show, and I put the clip of it on our YouTube oh, channel. No. It is attracting so many Nazis. Oh, what? of course. It's incredible. It's incredible. Like, there's like a billion comments on it. Uh, and it's like it's like three likes to like nine trillion dislikes. Awesome. It's the funniest shit. Wow. And they, they've commented on you wanting to fight Varg. <laughs> and you got you to gotta go look at it. Go look at it. It's on our YouTube and vote, page. vote it up to piss them off, too. Do we want to share any choice comments, or is it not even? Uh, yeah, I don't have it queued up, so you got to give me a second, but I'll go to it. Well, yeah, yeah. While you queue that up, I wanted to play this. So Rory Culkin, who is the lead, he plays Euronymous in the film. He's out promoting the movie, mm-hmm. and of all places, he goes to sway in the morning <laughs> on Sirius XM. Wow! On the hip hop channel Shade Forty Five. Slow news day. And I, I want to play you some of this. Okay. okay. ...have described the murder as extremely violent. Either you do it for the cause... <laughs> I thought that was Rebecca Moore. Action, <laughs> this is a clip attention. from the movie. You can't have it both ways. 
They don't talk with accents in the movie? <laughs> no. And the trailer doesn't Bold. even do the movie justice, as great as that trailer was. You think Sway really Lords saw that movie? No. Not any chance in hell. <laughs> he saw the trailer. <laughs> He lost yeah. the uh, someone. Someone on his crew did watch the movie because he does ask semi so like specific questions in the sense of you would have had to see the movie mm. to like get that. He right. can't find the DVD screener. It got wrapped up in his schmata. <laughs> He's actually lost. wearing a pretty uh, small like, schmata. Just a hat, like a but it's a hat that looks like the schmata. We yeah, are a really big fan of and DB. Lost sleep knowing he was coming here this morning. <laughs> so I'm going to let him run it down the line who we got here today. It wasn't because he was coming. It was after watching the movie last night that I lost a little bit of sleep. But yeah, this guy uh, actually you know, from Scream he 4, he was, uh, he, he, was, he was an expert in horror movies. Third should, most famous so we got a little game for you about that because uh -huh. I, I love horror movies as well. I also love rock and roll, which this movie is based around. It's actually a crazy true uh story that I, I don't even know how to put it in in one paragraph or one phrase well, we'll let him do that yeah exactly <laughs> so so he plays this guy euronymous and please welcome rory culkin rory hey, culkin hey, hey. what up man how you doing rory good thank you for having uh, me absolutely man I, i'll be remiss if i didn't wait what no no, no. Oh. uh i just love you know the clear some of these people did not do their research and, and it's just it's funny it, it's it's Interesting, I will say, not fun. Like to hear hip hop people talk about black metal, not a topic you usually hear Sway and his crew discuss. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not a topic here you hear anybody but black metal fans discuss. And yeah. ask you, Heather usually points people. out, Heather B right here. Mm -hmm. Whenever we have a guest right, with, that B. has what? I like beautiful. Her. Oh wow! Hair. From the first season <laughs> of the Real World, she's still alive. No weave, yeah. and it looks detangled too. Oh, thank you, thank you so Tracy. much, Tracy. Yeah, <laughs> Now Noah's just name dropping all her friends. All he wasn't friends. ready for it. He thought we would talk about something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we wow. love it. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. expecting that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Do, do you do it yourself, man? Or? I do. I do. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Yeah. Nice hat. Did it come with soup? I haven't. <laughs> no. No. No braids. Not even braids. No. No, no. Justin Timberlake circa 2001. No. No, 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 no. no. I'm not confident enough for that. You so. just let it flow naturally, huh, boy? Right. Right. Um, man, how many siblings do you have, bro? I'm one of seven. I'm number seven. Do they ever talk They're about the movie? Seven. That's yeah. a they get number. to it, little baby. Yeah. yeah they spend to, the next did, 20 did, minutes did, did talking about how they loved Home Alone else. with yeah. his brother. <laughs> Ron Culkin. Probably was hitting you up a lot during this process. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. and and with black metal, uh, everyone sort of feels like black metal fans feel like they own the genre and they're very protective of it. And um, you know, in part, part of the genre is to reject pr promotion and to reject you know people looking at it. And that's why it's sort of hard to listen to. And it's sort of yeah, it's built into I, the music. I'm on board with that. Barrier that if you can't get through this song, then you're not worthy. You know, it's it's very strange. Little sub subculture, so um, everyone feels protective of the story, and I'm sure a lot of people don't like that we've made a movie about it. But I just think it's a fascinating story that I'm trying to, you know, share with people. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a strange crowd. I just went to a black metal show last night, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a strange. Were there black people in that black metal crowd? There, there were. We were in Greenpoint. Uh, so yeah. yeah, there were. I mean, it depends. You, you see know, him there, I went Rob? To a black metal show in. in was it like it was Vitus. There was no Black Anvil was the band. But, uh, Did you yeah, go? Were. I didn't work. Okay. Yeah. Black people ain't going to that. I thought the movie was over. Why are you still doing research? <laughs> well, we're, we're, uh, <laughs> he, he said it was felt amazing. I'm, I'm politicking. I'm trying to gain the okay. trust of these black metal fans. So gotcha. okay. I'm going to these okay. shows okay. and shaking hands. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you talk? 
because Varg, the guy who's uh, your arch, who becomes your arch nemesis in the in the film, did you talk to him? Because now he's a Good. free man. I did not talk to Varg. Okay. Uh, no, he's had a problem with this movie since before we even filmed it. Uh, you know, and he's he puts out YouTube videos. Um, you know, but he he. He killed someone brutally, yeah. and he's a free man now. Yeah. Uh, so no, I didn't. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Bart was the one who uh, killed Euronymous. That's right. His character. Yeah, but now he just makes like portrayed. boring YouTube videos. You don't have to worry about him killing anybody. Where he mispronounces something. What's his band? I mean, let's be fair. He's... No, I was, I was. He just does that with like any random. Where he's like, I eat some cookies. Burtsum, burtsum. Rob, uh, how is your uh, dog, uh, Babska? <laughs> Babska. Dutzing. It's happened in real life. So he was sentenced to like 20 21, some, 21 and years, 14. and he only served 14. And, and Varg went over to Euronymous's apartment and murdered him in self-defense is what he says. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. But a, didn't, they, didn't he stab him in a skull or something? He stabbed him 36 <laughs> times yeah. uh, after he went to his apartment. I believe it was um, 23 And, you know, I... Like in I the said, movie, they added some more just to fill time. Research. I read they really, like, it really felt like they yeah, got every stat. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was the longest and, scene. Uh, he's in pajamas. You know, he just cut all of his hair off. He was sort of moving on from the genre, and he was getting really into electronic music. And, uh, you know, and in the picture, he looks like a boy. He looks like he was in pajamas, and he wasn't ready to try to hurt someone. Yeah. You know what I mean? It does not seem like he was trying to kill Varg. Uh, but I won't. I won't get into it. You that. won't get into that because <laughs> Varg is out now. Right. All right. Um, <laughs> now, but Euronymous, um, before his death, um, there was a suicide in the, in the group, right? Mm-hmm. And Euronymous saw the suicide as a way to, to even promote the group even further. So when he found the band member, he kind of rearranged things and took pictures of him mm-hmm. dead, right? Right. And what the hell? Yeah, and he used it as the <laughs> Uh, I love the lead it. Singers dead. I uh, want was the album cover. a two-hour like YouTube review of Lords of Chaos just from Sway. Just like, Sway's like commentary. Him, him like explaining the movie to his friend. All right, so <laughs> there we was should, this cat. Yeah, I'll I'll in, we'll do a commentary episode and mm. I'll I'll give him an invite. Mm. Yeah, okay. oh that'd be oh great. Oh my god, imagine we like, get man, Sway. That'd be great to call him that. It's just crazy, probably. dog. In this movie, call him that Swaver. These how two guys could be two musicians could just hate each other so much that they just murder each other. I can't wrap my brain around that. And now some Biggie Smalls coming up for you. <laughs> they had people murder each other. This is <laughs> less removed. This is face to face. My next guest, Suge Knight. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Calling him from isn't he in prison? Is he? I, I believe he is. Know. Yes. Finally, for like running back somebody it. over. Yeah, he ran someone over, and then that was <laughs> oh yeah. That, apparently, that. running someone over violates the terms of. Of his Hard to, <laughs> probation. Well, who put that rule he in? He didn't read Come the on. fine print. I can't blame the guy. Did the what was the person doing? That's the question. Nothing. Just jaywalking in front of the car. Yeah. That's fucked up. I jaywalking don't, on the sidewalk. I, not guilty. <laughs> Run him over. Did that person ever put out any good rap albums? What have they done? This I don't know. Well, Suge Knight is a little bit more out of the spotlight now, so he has to kill lesser artists. Yeah. But this, like, but listen, it was um, William Hung. That uh, ran. Oh, that's that. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Unless the person he ran over could top like dangling vanilla ice out of a fucking balcony, <laughs> then I'm I'm Team Shug. Sorry. I heard he ran over all the members of Ziploc Colossus. Oh, oh, finally. Oh no. All right. Oh, that's what happened to Sean. Yeah. That's that's why we haven't heard from him. 
the vanilla ice of the metal injection life cast, uh. if you will. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it suits him. Sean Van Winkle. Yeah, sure. uh, I get it. Hashtag R.I.P. a legend. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's a legend in his own way, I guess. Sure. We tell stories of him. We're not sure if he still exists. He keeps ghosting us. Uh, well, at this point, I think it's a mutual ghost. Yeah. Probably. His birthday just passed. Yeah, I ghosted him on that. Really? Just to teach him a lesson. I guess all of our invitations to his birthday party were lost in the, the cloud, I <laughs> guess now. Not in the mail, but in the cloud. Though some of us did move recently, so if you mailed us invitations, they could have actually gotten lost in the mail. I don't think so. And rape. <laughs> that was actually going to be my birthday gift to him. Oh, rape? Yeah. <laughs> That's not I right. will fuck your butts! <laughs> What if next time we take a caller for Amanda Marth, we just play Sean Drops? Okay. Like very inappropriate ones. I love you. <laughs> That's the most inappropriate. Oh, here's, the, here's my favorite one. God, I would fuck Kathy Bates so hard. <laughs> <laughs> what a random drop. Actually, this is one. This is an underrated one. I like to thread my penis in a good pace. <laughs> I believe, actually, now that you mentioned that it's, uh, it was... Sean's birthday today is the anniversary of the paddling episode. Yeah, Leroy oh. posted that in the Discord because it came up in my time hop a photo of <laughs> oh, Noah with, with the... the slut paddle. And, yeah, uh, let's give some backstory because we have a lot of new listeners probably today right. so, because of Amana Marth. Sean is an ex co-host. We used to have a, a five-person show. Now it's four-person show. Sean left to do his own thing. And one year uh, for his birthday, every caller that called in, Noah beat his ass <laughs> with a paddle. That had slut Had slut written in it. on it, yeah. Called the slut paddle. And Sean is very pasty and white. Mm -hmm. So whenever I would paddle him for the caller, that slut would be really like, yeah. like burnt into his skin. He's a ginger. Yes. Uh, but it, the thing is, like, he was all like, yeah, sure, I'll do oh, no problem, Ed, let's do it. I and feel then, like it like, was his idea, too. Yeah, and halfway through, he was like, no, I don't know, I can't fuck with this anymore. Right. Like, he was feeling it. But so, there was one moment. Hmm. Is that what you're going to No, 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 go ahead. There was one moment where um, we had the genius idea of putting a Dorito in his butt crack. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. And I would paddle that into it. Oh. Like pound it in like a nail. <laughs> a delicious nail. <laughs> what are you going to say, Do Seth? you still have that paddle? Where is that paddle? Is um, it still in live cast possession? I thought you were going to say, do you still have the Dorito? <laughs> up, up his oh, butthole. man. No, Bruno ate that a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Out of his ass? Probably. Not from Put the floor. peanut butter on it? <laughs> the crumbs on the floor. Uh, ass crumbs. I pro I think I probably threw it out, but I might have it in my drawer. This should be a goodies. giveaway item for the next time we have to give a prize. You can give that slut yeah. paddle. That's a good one if we all sign it. Or okay. the Dorito. <laughs> we could include a Dorito in the in the package. Yeah. You could just put any Dorito up yeah. anyone's ass and say that it was Sean's yeah. ass. Yeah. Drop your pants, Darren. Let's um, go. I'm a married man. You just said anyone's ass. I said we could, yeah. but that doesn't mean I'm volunteering. <laughs> Damn it. I love slow loads. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, he's uh he's gone. He's moved on. Yeah. It's all right. He's dead. Oh, I didn't say that. To us. But yeah, sure. he's not dead. Yeah. 
What? Did you say he's got AIDS? Uh, uh, no. Come on. It sounded like that. Am I crazy? Yes. Hashtag R.I.P. a legend. <laughs> so sad. Did he have? Did Mark have any posts about Albert Finney? I didn't see one. <laughs> Shockingly, you'd think he'd be a great Albert Finney fan. I bet Mark loved Green Book. <laughs> I bet he film of the year for him. You him think? and Francesa loved just, it. Just because it's like quote unquote anti-racism. Yeah, for like old white folks. He's kind of good about. I mean, he's not particularly old, but he looks like an he's old. Got, white and he's folk. got that sensibility a little bit. Yeah, well, that was a post recently. It was just uh, I think you see this in the chat, our Discord chat. Oh. Remember it? I don't quite exactly remember um, it. I, I remember you saying that he was becoming a, a lefty like you because of it. I don't remember specifically what oh, it was. Oh, it was about yeah. athletes getting paid too much. Right. I was kind of mocking him yeah. saying that he was becoming a socialist because yeah. he said athletes are getting paid too much and nurses and yeah. cops and firefighters don't make enough money. Yeah, give them $300 million. But that, like, that's not how it works. Like, yeah. either the players get it or the owners keep more of it. Yeah. Like that's right. Team. Like really what <laughs> he's, what he's saying is that these teams should be donating to their communities. Yes. So their cops and teachers could get paid more. Right. They should be using that money instead of paying the players. Right. Pay well, them 15 million and the other 15 million or is it 300 million or 30 million? Did I miss it? 300 million. Oh, whoa. over seven years. Okay. Pay them 15 million and then pay the city Pay them, you know, two hundred and eighty-five million. Right. But instead, they make the city pay for their stadiums. Right. So, so it's like, even more lopsided. Ideally, what you would want to see is that if there is a baseball game and and baseball as an industry generates, you know, seven billion dollars in a year, everyone takes who takes part in producing that game from the mm -hmm. peanut vendor to the guy hitting the ball should partake in that money distributed evenly because there's no game without any of them. Yeah. But when we're so far away from yeah. that. So the best you can do is say, fuck these billionaire owners and let them give as much possible to the players yeah. who are, you're actually going to see. And maybe in addition, a good PR move would be like oh, lifetime free tickets to people who work in any kind of public service. Sure. I mean, those stadiums are half empty all the time anyway. Mm -hmm. So it, it gives you the benefit of looking like it's more sold out. How do They'll we buy some concessions? How do we define public service, though? Like police, firefighters, like nurses, government doctors. Worker? Not now. Like, so that, that are like directly impacting positively, like general public's I lives. Think we could leave the cops out then. I, I, <laughs> I would be on your side, but I feel like that would be more drama and trouble than it's worth. So you might as well just let them have it. Because if you do I'm that, then this team. Fuck they're it. like, we're not going to do security <laughs> for your games then. Like, remember when the whole players kneeling okay. thing happened and then cops, like, what was it, in Minnesota, Missouri, somewhere? Like, Higher private security. Yeah. Well, those are usually cops off duty, so it's the same thing. Someone will take that job. Yeah, fair. Let them go fucking fuck off. No, uh, but so what, are you going to give a bunch of money to nurses and, and, and people, that firefighters, people that actually do good shit? And someone's going to argue against you because you didn't give it to cops? I don't know. Somebody you, probably will, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, the, the Nazis will. Like, Varg will argue against it. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, you want Varg coming to your game, too? I don't want I, I, I don't want my stadium to burn you don't, down. You don't? But but then who else is going to come for Aryan Heritage Night? That's, well, I won't be doing that, Sid. <laughs> Aryan Heritage I'm Night? I'm Jewish, Sid, in case you didn't know. <laughs> Wait, Johan? Yes. It's You're me. Jewish? It was me all along, Sid. <laughs> Johan Feinstein, what are you doing here? 
Yes, it's I, Johan Feinstein of Amana Marth. <laughs> they're going to be here in just a little bit. They're running a few minutes late, but they're coming. Great. And uh, that'll be really fun. I'm trying to find that thread, Darren, now that we're on the uh, Facebook thing, uh-huh. uh, that we, I don't know if What's our listeners happen to watch the Academy Awards, but oh God, uh, there was an actor... Uh, Billy Porter, who who mm. made quite a statement on the red carpet because he wore a tuxedo dress. So it oh, was like a yeah, tuxedo yeah, yeah. on top. And then are you looking for a picture? Of his it? bottom half uh, was a uh, giant ball gown. Yeah. Can I just like say th- it looked it was in, in no way offensive. It was actually pretty masculine, like the tuxedo part. I mean, he's a fashionista. If you take a look at his Instagram. And it doesn't, if you looked at him from the waist up, he had a regular tuxedo on. He just had a big ball gown on the bottom. It was like something different, you know? Yeah, it was and like a was, cool... He was doing like the interviews and stuff on the red carpet. I think he took like the long part of the gown off mm. anyway after he just made his initial appearance. So he wasn't like walking around like that the whole time. Yep. So why? Is there problems because well, of this? People no, are upset? One of my reactionary uh, Facebook friends oh, no. uh, had something to say about it. And I'll give you the background. First of all, this is going to get confusing because his name is also Mark. Okay. It's <laughs> not Mark. It's not the shoulder to shoulder guy. And he is what you would, I guess, uh, call a hotep. He's like a very reactionary black guy. They generally hate all the same people that MAGA shitheads hate, like gay people and black people who mm. uh, do, you know engage in certain kinds of behavior like sagging their pants and stuff. And you name it. So and um, and especially especially gay and trans people. Uh, but the difference between them and a Republican shithead is that they also hate white people. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so he had something to say about the gown thing. Well, so it looks like your friend Mark deleted the post. No, which is why I can't find it. we should have. Oh, I, I screenshotted uh, it. for Oh, you. there are screenshots. That's right. Oh, we, they, perfect. We, uh, I forgot we were screenshotting the whole thing to each other because it was so <laughs> Were you ridiculous. guys participating or just standing back? And- I participated a few posts and Rob contributed. It was a public one. post, so yeah. Darren mm-hmm. so Darren sent it to me. Do you know to this be- guy too, Rob, or no? Uh, like very vaguely. Yeah, I met him once or twice, but I, like, I don't know. I don't think he would have remembered me. Mm. But he used to wrestle when I wrestled. Like he, okay. I, I wrestled at. In I the feel same... like maybe once before we've talked about him yeah. for similar like Facebook drama reasons. I went uh, to his wedding. Oh wow! Okay. How and it was ago? really like I don't know how to put this into words, but it was sort of a thing where he <laughs> he didn't exactly invite me to go to his wedding. <laughs> okay. But he didn't not invite me. So like he just announced on Facebook that he was getting married. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, any of my Facebook friends can come. And I told Jennifer and she's like, we have to go to this. <laughs> uh, what a sport. And I said, OK, sure. Like she just loves anything where she could passively sit uh-huh. in the corner and watch people act stupid. Uh-huh. And there was an abundance of that at this wedding. I, I talked about it on the air I briefly. Know. I don't think I'm so. Pretty sure. How long ago was this? Uh, two years, probably okay. the summer of 16, I think. Okay. So through about to be three years. Uh yeah no it was just like it was done in a ch- like a a like a, a church but not in the church part okay. of the church but like some 
horrible, like dusty ass. Like the reception. basement social room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't cater it. They had their family just make food. Okay. And this was what pissed me off. First, well, all right, let me go backtrack a little bit. We're sitting there, um, like waiting. There's nothing going on. There's no entertainment. Everyone's just sitting at tables, like talking amongst themselves. You're sitting with strangers or yeah. by yourself? Okay. I'm guessing since there was an invitation sent out that it's, there's not like planned seating. It's just no sit wherever. No, you there was to. just rows of folding chairs. <laughs> okay. And you had to sit with your food in your lap. Oh so, but there was God. no food. There were there, no tables. There were tables, but like there weren't enough tables to accommodate. Were there ladders? Everybody. Yeah. Were there ladders chairs. and chairs? Stairs. Yeah. So we're just sitting there. And then like after 45 minutes of like just, I, and I said hello to everybody that mm. I knew, which was like 10 people. Oh, okay. And then back to just the two of us. And she's finally, we're starving to death now. <laughs> you know, you think you're going to a wedding, so you don't eat, right? Yeah. And you think you're going to be served some food. 45 minutes into this horror show, they bring out a plate of deviled eggs. Ooh. Right? So they put the deviled eggs. Love that is way eggs. too excited for, for strange, eggs. anonymous deviled yeah. eggs. I, I will eat all the deviled eggs you have. Strange, anonymous, indifferent, whatever. <laughs> Give me all of them. So now it was like a game of chicken because everyone was looking at the deviled eggs and eyeing the deviled <laughs> eggs and we're all starving to death like Auschwitz victims. But nobody wants to like run. No one wanted to be the first <laughs> asshole to go out an and egg? take a deviled egg. So finally, like another five minutes pass, and one girl finally goes up and takes one. And then there's a fucking beeline to the double bed because we're all starving to death. And then they put some other shit out or something. Finally, it's time for the main course. And they're like, they bring out these giant tins of food. So they had like chicken and like macaroni and cheese. And no, wait, let me just ask. Go ahead. Had the ceremony already happened or is this all before the ceremony? Uh, I don't even remember a ceremony. I think this is all after, like, this is just the reception. Okay. Right. But maybe I'm remembering wrong. Okay. I can ask Jennifer, but I don't remember them actually getting married. <laughs> Maybe we came late or something. I don't it know. It was just a ruse to get all their Facebook friends in one room. Yeah, I don't know why you'd want that. Did you bring was, a gift? Uh, I think we gave them money, okay. which gave well. them a check or a $100 bill or something. Uh, nice. So yeah. anyway, and then, by the way, realized that no, pretty much nobody was doing that. Oh, God. You so could have like, used that money to order food. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> you could have gotten a pizza. Yes, I wish. Yeah. I would have been sitting in the corner, like, gnawing on wings or something. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You set up a stand, charge others. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to actually eat at this so fucking wedding? The water. So... They, so here's the next annoying thing. We get on this line. So there's like a line of 40 people. And the person in front of us, hey, how you doing? How you been? They're talking to the server, you know. Boom, giant dollop of fucking macaroni and cheese. Boom, giant dollop of fucking potato salad. Boom, giant fucking mutated gigantic piece of chicken. Mm. Boom. We go in next. I get like three atoms <laughs> and one molecule of macaroni and cheese. Yeah, you like, get one fuck? elbow. So then, so now, yes, exactly. <laughs> Basically close to that. So now we're like sort of like observing what everyone else is getting. And it's like all of their family just gets gigantic get portions of food. Familiar and, faces right, get the hookup. Everybody right. else gets nothing. And everyone, anyone they didn't know, we didn't get fucking jack shit. Yeah. So I'm like, what the? I'm going to go fucking raid the deviled eggs again. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, so that was that. And then, like, they did a photo shoot. And the photo shoot was just them standing on the street in front of this dingy ass. Oh, oh, and our other friend who you also know won't blow him up on the air. 
uh, he chimed into that thread too, by the way, uh, saying the good thing. Like he actually took the side of the guy with the gown and mm. be nice to LGBT people. Oh, so the thing that our, the Mark, the the point Mark was making was that the media is continuing. Well, let me just wrap this up before we actually oh, sorry, go no. into that. This is the last thing. So, but he was the photographer. His and it friend. was just like a dude. He had barely better than an iPhone camera. Yeah. Like he had some camera, but it was like, like a, a point and shoot. Was this like a shotgun yeah. wedding? Like, did he get this woman pregnant? And then, well, uh, <laughs> they had a very terrible breakup. Oh, and she. I'm not gonna say what happened because I feel like it's. I really shouldn't say this on the <laughs> air. She posted some compromising pictures of him. Oh no! On Facebook. Compromising like with other people? No, or? doing something embarrassing. I'll okay. tell you off the air. Oh, my God. All right. Okay, like Darren, Oscar, we're off the air. Is it an Oscar <laughs> De La Hoya situation? I'm not going to fall for that. You're not <laughs> Johan either. Uh, what was Oscar De La Hoya? He, like, he was with some like prostitutes, and they posted pictures of him in like lingerie and stuff. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not gonna yes. Say <laughs> <laughs> it is similar to that. <laughs> not dissimilar. Darren, not dissimilar. Right. It's it's somewhere in the ballpark. Right, well, paid. that just gives you a background yeah. of what a hypocrite he is. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, she she blew him up, and uh, all his friends like saw the saw wow. the thread. Uh, so anyway, bringing it back to this one, he his commentary on Billy Porter wearing like a tux dress mm-hmm. was that this is the continuing proof that the media is trying to emasculate black men. Right. There's okay. a there's a dedicated campaign to make black men into sissies. And this is the this is one of the examples of it. So Us Weekly put him in that outfit. Yes, right. The media put him yeah. in, put a yeah. gun to his they, head. He, he showed up there uh, with a, a Steve Harvey suit, mm-hmm. and they made him. They photoshopped it so that he was wearing a, a dress. And then there was this one guy that left a comment that was like, "All all men, all like I forget what it was, but like all men right now are that are raised to be sissies." Mm-hmm. There aren't real men yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. And I look Where at have the, all the cowboys gone, Rob? Right. And I look at the profile photo oh, no. and it's like it looks like uh like an in, like a indie, indie wrestler. Indie wrestler is a compliment, like a backyard wrestler almost. Okay. And he has like a like a blonde wig on and he has like purple tights and a cape. Is it Marty Gennetti? No, it was like it was it was like a ninety nine cent store Ric Flair. Yeah. Like oh, that's God, how I can oh. describe oh, it God. with a cape. Jeez. And so I just look at his profile photo and I copy and paste the profile photo as a response yeah. to his comment uh-huh. about men being sissies. Yeah. And I and the, my comment was like, "This is what a real man looks like, folks." <laughs> Everybody else, take note. Oh my and God! I die left when I saw that comment. I was like, "Fucking Rob! <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Fucking burn!" Look, it takes a lot. For me to engage uh-huh. in really one of these, yeah. in one of the, because it's not worth, it's not, it's never worth the time. <laughs> he put himself on a tee, though. But it was so like I, it yeah. was the level of hypocrisy uh-huh. was at such a level uh-huh. that I just couldn't help it. And he responded to oh, me, no. not getting it at all, not and getting like, why. It's, so we, I not. found the screenshots of, of, uh, of, of uh, his responses, and it's so. I'm trying to find the right one. Okay, here we go. Uh, trust me, I'm all man. <laughs> he wants to show you, Rob. No punctuation, but I'm going to read of it with course. punctuation. Don't let my gimmick fool you. 
And Mark will tell you, I can back it up. It's a gimmick. That's it. I'm all man, head to toe. Whoa. Then he posts the Just same because photo. I had that loser sucks eight cocks match last week yeah. at the Lady of Guadalupe <laughs> house, yeah. church. And he posts closing, by a the photo way. of him like doing a bicep flex in oh the gym God. in a tank top, to, like out of character to show that he's you know all yeah. man. man. Just so we know. And then so I respond, so you're telling me I shouldn't judge your level of manliness based on how you dress in an entertainment setting? <laughs> nice. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and like, and yeah. he didn't get it. And he did not get it. And he goes, he responds, brother, it's just entertainment called wrestling. Not too many gimmicks left. I'm a gimmick. And then I, I don't know why I kept going, but I, re- I respond. You don't see the correlation between someone. Correlation. You think there's <laughs> any chance he knows what that means? Did you, what, did you just call me a correlation? <laughs> By someone... I ain't never correlated anything in my life. I'm all man. <laughs> the, cor- <laughs> the correlation between questioning your manhood based on your wrestling gimmick and what a guy wears to an award show. Perhaps masculinity is not defined based on how somebody dresses. And then he, I was like, like, I think I made my point really well there. Like, how could you argue that? To a normal person, yes. He goes, I'm masculine. (laughs) So we know again. They could question it until they meet the man himself. Then he starts referencing other flamboyant wrestling characters from the past. (laughs) Adrian Adonis, Austin Idol, the Beverly Brothers. Don't know how far you go back. Had similar gimmicks. And they were some of the toughest guys around. Uh Uh-huh. Can they question it? Yes. But I know who I am. I'm having fun with the gimmick. Best one I've done so far. Mm-hmm. Pat Patterson. <laughs> Toughest guy around. Then Chris he was, Benoit. He adds, without my gear, I work hard, and I'm 47, brother. Oh, no. Why does he keep calling you brother? That's like the fake manly, th- you know, the thing to say. It's like, bro? It's like how Guido, Guido say bro. Or like Hulk Hogan calls her. Hulk Hogan. And then he another he couldn't stop commenting. He was so bothered. He goes, 47 years old and still hitting it hard and still can throw down. Oh boy. Still can go down, brother. I mean throw down, brother. <laughs> and at that point I was like, all right, I'm I can suck a mean peen, brother. I'm done, but <laughs> that's a drop. Very <laughs> takes a real man to take a dick in the ass, brother. <laughs> you couldn't handle it, dude. <laughs> I that's like, that's real ruggedness. I like LGBT equality Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah? Sure. I like it. It's a good character. <laughs> well, I was hanging and banging down at the gay bar, dude. <laughs> I was with my trans friends, brother. And trans rights are human rights, Jack. How do you think that the Hulkster is going to turn and run away from a little twink like you, brother? <laughs> Oh, my God. Just when you least expect it, dude, I'll have your cock in my ass, and I'll clench those glutes, (laughs) and I'll clench those 24-inch python glutes and just snap your dick like a little pretzel, brother. (laughs) What you gonna do when I break your little penis in two? This is like director's commentary from his sex tape. What you gonna do when I bust my load on you? That's a drop. Uh-oh. That's a drop. That's fine. 
It's a whole lot of drops. I'm glad we're getting this all out before Amon and Martha. Amon and Martha's right outside the door, by the way. They came in and they walked out. You're going to be here anymore. By the way, speaking of Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Yeah, what'd he do? This week, who has announced Chris Hemsworth. He was on Facebook arguing with you. He was arguing about Billy Porter's Academy Award dress. No, Chris Hemsworth is going to play Hulk Hogan in a biopic directed by Todd Phillips. I heard. Or is that biopic? No, I think it's biopic. It's definitely biopic, (laughs) but there is a a recent spate of people saying biopic. It really bothers me. Me too. (laughs) I agree. Because uh, it, it's like one of those words that didn't exist before. It was like two words that they put right. together. What's it's that a called? biographical picture, so it's yeah. a biopic. But obviously. another one is misled. I always hear people say misled when they really read, what uh, when they're reading. Oh, I've heard like or like uh, I've seen I've seen it at least three or four times in my life. Wow, like, misled because that's, that's how even, it looks. But, but that's I mean, not a word, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but neither is biopic. Yeah. The marvelous Mrs. Misled. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, Todd Phillips is directing this movie. Wait, he did who, The Hangover. Who, oh, okay, yeah. I was gonna Chris Hemsworth, by the way, is Thor. The guy who played Thor is going to play Hulk Hogan. Did Hulk Hogan Hulk fund Hulk. this movie? Eric Bischoff is the executive producer. He was the guy who ran WCW. They're bringing before. in uh, Vince Russo to do rewrites. Oh, so. boy. <laughs> this is a big-time movie. Which me and uh, what I think is pretty hilarious is it's only going to cover like the '80s, like his rise. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's not going to cover. All the crazy stuff that happened to him in the last 10 years, like... Well, maybe this movie will be a trilogy, and we'll get to that eventually. Yeah, we'll get to his son completely crippling I mean, he can't fit all of that shit into one movie. It's a lot of shit. Him taking down Gawker, his racist tape. Yeah, sex tape. Did we... we, Have they cast who's going to play James Hatfield yet? (laughs) I I hope they have the Metallica audition. Since he was in Metallica for like 11 years. (laughs) That's where the story is now. Yeah. I mean, it started out he only auditioned for them. Can they have the actual Iron Sheik play Iron Sheik? <laughs> someone, please, someone, on, someone on the on the I think in the forum was was lobbying for Darren to play Iron Ooh. Sheik. <laughs> I'm too old. This has to be like the 25 year old Iron Sheik. Who would play that though? And I'm way too white, by the way. Can and we it, get Rami Malek? Like, recent he trends don't really suggest that it's a good idea yeah. to wear makeup to make yourself yeah. look darker. Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen. Yeah, is he? I don't know. Is he, we we're discussing this in the chat. I yeah, think I uh, is he is he considered a person of color that could wear blackface? Because <sighs> yeah. he played Obama, but I don't know yeah. if that he's a white guy. I mean, he is Latino. Yeah. Okay, but there's white Ecuadorians, yeah. and he's uh, he's also uh, Korean. Yeah, he's a whole hodgepodge. I just watched Forever, by the way. Not what did you think of that? I loved it. What is it? It's it's uh Maya Maya Rudolph and I only I I I only watched the first three episodes. I the first two like you really you don't know where it's going and I almost bailed on it. And the third one is when it goes into the stratosphere. But uh, that movie is ridiculous. Like I can't believe. I guess they're just making it because this is going to be a Netflix movie. Oh really? So much budget now for shit for media, yeah. Because Netflix just needs content. But there's also way like there's way more shit, and there's also way more good things. Yeah, yeah. I'm not complaining. There's a lot of good stuff. Uh, I just like not having to go to a fucking theater anymore to see new things. It's crazy because like that Martin Scorsese movie that's coming out, The Irishman. The Irishman. 
Uh, it's going to have Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, Al Pacino. Who's the other guy? There was a. Uh, That's been Ray Liotta. For a while. Uh, is it a. Uh, no, 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 no. Harvey Keitel. Harvey Bacala. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't know Harvey Keitel. Yeah. So that there was an ad during the Academy Awards, which I guess I totally missed. I didn't notice that ad. And uh, well, it was just a teaser. There was mm. no footage. It was just oh. like one audio bite and like oh. graphics. Okay. But it was like, oh, in theaters this fall and on Netflix. Like so Roma. it's gonna, it's gonna. Co- like, oh, oh yeah. Well, I didn't realize Roma was a Netflix film. Yeah, so. that's a lot of people say that's why it didn't win Best Picture. As like a reaction to Netflix sort of just taking everything over, people like out of spite didn't vote for it. So who cares wow. at this point? Yeah. I was just rooting. Well, for these movie executives probably care. I was, although I knew this would never happen. I was rooting for Black Panther, uh, not even because it's the best movie, because I don't think it was mm-hmm. even close to that. I just want to see people's heads explode. Yeah, and that would cause it. Yeah, but sadly. It did win its share of awards. Yeah, it so. did, but they those kind of movies always win the technical awards, stuff, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. But wanted to win the best picture. Yeah. One day. It'll happen eventually, like some kind of Oh, because eventually there will only be comic book movies, so yeah. there'll be no choice. Yeah. Yeah. One day. You're right. They'll do like a DuckTales movie and it'll win. There's I feel like there's <laughs> gonna be a lot more biopics now that uh Fuck you. Sid is gonna punch you. Yeah. Um, What's the Amon Amartha status? They're going to be here in a few minutes. They're just moments away. We're going to have the dudes from Amon Amartha. Amon And you can be on the show calling, being a part of the show, talking to Amon Amartha, talking to us. We're going to have Ashley back on. She's still on hold. Bless her soul. Oh, wow. And a good uh, sport. All you got to do is you got to dial 213 wide nut. 213-943-3688. You can be on the show. Also, we have a live Discord chat going on. Metalinjection.net slash livecast 24-7. And if you're in there, ask a question. We'll ask it. Or you can tweet us at MILivecast. And we'll read your questions. So many ways to hang out with us and Amon Amarth. I'm very excited. They're going to be on tour with Slayer, Lamb of God. And Cannibal Corpse in May. And we're, Metal Injection, are actually giving out a pair of tickets to each stop of the tour. Just do a little searchy search on Metal Injection for that. Where's the New York stop? Uh, I think the closest it comes to New York is Camden. Camden, New Jersey. So okay. it's like closer to Philly. The summertime situation? This is a summertime situation. It's a yeah, big this is an amphitheater tour ski. You want you want that in an outdoor kind of a space because the the fan base it's going to get stinky there, if it's an enclosed because the people are going to be dancing they're going to arrive stinky and just get stinkier from all the moshing, so you but want you seating, want that open so there's air. less moshing I guess in the lawn area there. yeah that's it's going to be ripe so you want the open air. Do, will they have like those little like cooling stations where they just spritz you with cold water? Like that kind of a thing? I'm not sure. I'm not well, you're putting all. the tour on, so you you should set this up. <laughs> we're just doing a ticket giveaway. But maybe maybe give them like metal injection branded cold water spritzers that they could set up at each date. With like some like web links. And maybe you're like, I don't know. 
something to give, de decrease the stink. Maybe a cologne spritzer. Even instead of cold water, it could be cool water. Oh. Okay, well, Amana Martha is standing outside the Ooh. building, so we better go to break. Let's play. Uh, here are some, some song parodies that we've done uh, over the years. And, uh, and then uh, go ahead, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll back. be back with Amana Martha. Wearing out my sneakers, tracking down my grocery, smashing up the poultry, man, and 
It's a Metal Injection live cast. We have some friends with us. Thank you so much. We have Johan and Olavi from Amon Amar. Did I pronounce that right? They're, they're yeah. That. yeah I got good. it. All right. Perfect. Good. Yeah. I don't want to be, be insulting. Thank you, guys. Coming all the way from Sweden just for the Metal Injection live cast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the only reason why they Yeah, that's... <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't think it was necessary, but we appreciate it all, all, all the much, you know, coming all the way to Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, could be here, man. <laughs> no, it's awesome, and uh, you guys have a busy 2019. So th- things are just getting started for you guys this year. I feel you guys are eventually going to be putting out an album. You have a big tour with Slayer, and you're doing Slayer's final tour. And I feel like Slayer fans are pretty hard to impress. So you guys, yes. you have to like really bring it. Do you feel that? We know, we know, we're Slayer fans. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like you've gone to yeah. Slayer shows and you're like, who the fuck are these openers? Yeah, exactly. So people are gonna say that about you guys. How are you gonna? What is your strategy to combat that cynical thought of Slayer fans? Well, I mean, we've done it before. You right. Know? We were in the Unholy Alliance three, and like, the, the, I, I have a good example actually. So there was this one guy standing in, in the front row for all the UK shows we did in that one. And he was just standing like this when we were playing, <laughs> like arms crossed, you know, uh-huh. and just like right on the barrier. Didn't flinch, didn't do anything. <laughs> and now he's he comes to all our shows. He's like a massive fan of Amon Marth. Awesome. Yeah. So oh, does he great. do the same thing at your shows now? Probably. He does. <laughs> 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 ah, that's awesome. It's consistent. And the funny thing is that he's he's a French guy, yeah. and and he he used to call himself. Slayer, Slay Eric, I think. <laughs> and, and now he's called Amon Eric. Nice, <laughs> nice. You've converted him. Wow. Yeah, I love it. That's cool. And I mean, do, what would you say? Where are the toughest fans to please? Like, is there a certain country or a, or a state in the in the U.S. that you're like, gotta put your working boots on? I think the toughest show we had was opening up for our remaining in Finland. Oh yeah, that was that was that was, that tough. was tough. Yeah. Mm, what happened? What was tough about it? I mean, people were almost like shaking their heads. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, they were actually in, in in the front in the front rows where everybody's waiting for Maiden. They were like, yeah. you know, you like guys weren't doing enough spin and kicks. shaking heads, and we we're just <laughs> giving it all. But on the other hand, I will say that when we started playing, there were like just those people almost watching us, even though it's a massive field of people. But at the end. Like people further back, they were watching us and they were getting into it. So I see. Yeah. So the it's true, like, like the hardcore main fans got there super early to get their spot up yeah, front. Yeah. And they were just, you know, mm. muscling through the, the, right, the right, opening right. bands. Right. But yeah. like the partiers, yeah. they were in the back rocking yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, and, you know, you guys are going to be touring and, and you guys have one of the most awesome stage shows. There's a freaking hull of a Viking ship, on or yeah. as close a, a replica of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, are you are you guys doing anything? Are you gonna like add to it? Are you are you, gonna, are you bringing the ship on the Slayer, on the Slayer tour, or, or is that not, a little too much to carry? Should we give away too much. Or nah, but we're we doing a but we we're doing a smaller version of the ship. Okay. Yeah. And so how did like how do you how do you rehearse? With the the sh- like before you go out on the road, is there a rehearsal like to test out? 
We have we used our own ships we have back home. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're real sense. ships. Then when they go on stage, it's like a, oh, it's like okay. a break. And, and it's kind of convenient to have a Viking ship because we just row it over with all the gear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's cheaper. It's more... Yeah. Yeah. The crew's on everything. We actually have to everything. go back home now to start rowing. <laughs> That's actually how you, yeah, how you we came have to over. be home by next Friday or yeah. something. Yeah. It's good that there's a there's a bay right over here, a little yeah. a little further down the road. That's yeah, that's where the ship is parked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you could be talking. I'm on a Mars. You just gotta pick up the phone right now. Call and dial two one three wide nut. It's the phone number two one three nine four three three six eight eight. That's the number two one three wide nut. And uh, we have a, a fan of yours who has been on the line since the beginning of the show. Uh, Ashley, are you are, are you are you there? I'm here. Hey, Johan. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? Not too bad, not too bad. I have a beer in my hand, I'm good. Good. <laughs> well, I've been on hold for a long time, and you're worth it, so uh, I'd love to talk to you. I'm very excited. I got the email from Metal Injection. Um, actually, I have a couple questions for you, if you don't mind if I ask. Well, I'll try to answer as good <laughs> as I can. Go ahead. Okay. So one of my questions um, was about the Viking ship that it seems like it was already asked. So I was just curious to see if you were doing that setup. So that was one of my original questions. My other question is, um, how do you feel? And are you excited about doing the Slayer show in May? I mean, playing with Slayer obviously is always great. I mean, it's one of our favorite bands. All, all of us in the band love love Slayer. So, and we we did tour with them in the past, and we did a couple of off shows with them as well in Europe and all that stuff. And um, they're great dudes, always great to hang out, and it's always great shows playing with those guys. So yeah, we're very excited. It's and, and I think the package for for the tour is amazing as well with Lamb of God and uh, Cannibal Corpse as well. So yeah, it's yeah. gonna be awesome. It's gonna be a killer show. Well. I'm, I'm happy. Uh, I uh, purchased uh, early entrance VIP tickets, uh, so I uh, plan on being there extra fucking early to be up front and see you. All right. Um, see that awesome beard of yours swaying back and forth on the stage. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, <laughs> how many hairs do you think is in your beard, by the way? Uh, if you were to guess. Don't spoil it. We're running a contest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let suffice to say it's uh, enough. Yeah. <laughs> Enough. Huh? Yeah. Hey, good enough answer. Yeah. Love it. Keep it going. It's epic. All right. All right. Well, thank you for your question, nice Ashley. Uh, <laughs> and we got we got another caller on the line. We got Jan in Chicago. Uh, hi, Johan and Olavi. Um, I just wanted to say, first of all, I love you guys' music. It's gotten me through many tough times in my life, and I really appreciate it. Thanks, man. Glad to hear it. Thank you. Yeah, and um, also I I do have a question. Um, so um, so the the there seems to be a theme between a dream that cannot be the song that you guys did with Doro, and then the song that you did with Doro as like lovers who just can't get things right. Was that like planned out? Uh, well, actually, yeah, it. To, the, the short answer to that is, is yes, uh, but not by us. It was actually when Dora approached me to to ask me if I wanted to to do that song with with uh, with her. Um, she said that when they came up with the whole idea, she in, immediately felt like that 
it would make a lot of sense for us to do do that song together because the song seemed connected and um that's kind of that's kind of like why she asked me to do it in the first place but uh, the idea to connect the two songs i i would say would have to be dora's obviously because they wrote that song uh and we didn't so <laughs> all right yeah okay, was that a good well, answer that was a good answer <laughs> Very cool. he's proud right. thank you Jim. all right right thank you man <laughs> Uh, you guys uh, are going to be putting out this new album. Uh, I appreciate that you're being uh, secretive about it. There's a mystique, like what's going on? What's what album? <laughs> I don't know what you heard, but you know I'm here drinking beer. Well, I, I hear there's going to be there's going to be some music, or or you were recording music in L.A. Perhaps that that was just a rumor. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, you're working with possibly you were working with a very very nice producer named Jay Rustin. Sound familiar? Uh, nope. That was no? just some just a rumor. Some oh, just a rumor. <laughs> some right. stupid magazine. Oh, I see. <laughs> In I an know. interview, said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But what do you guys? What, you guys spent some time in LA. What was it like hanging out in LA for a while? Or or did you not hang out in LA? <laughs> kind of loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of traffic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, loud snare drums sounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just snare drums all over LA <laughs> randomly in LA but but like you guys lived in LA for a while like while while just hanging out there not recording a new album yeah we, we felt like you know since we like each other so much we thought like hey let's go to LA rent the house for six weeks yeah uh-huh. okay so you guys all lived in a house is that different than than sharing a bus I imagine because you still not much it's nah, about the same same so you guys are used to it you guys know you guys have seen each other naked a million times. That's not... Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, like if you just can't help, you can't help it. You're on the road for 20 years. 20 so years. have we. It just gets really tiring. Man. Put your fucking clothes on, Rob. Uh, look. I mean, we've been Humans doing this for a long time. What is it you really We're after here? I'm not going to turn this into a measuring contest, but oh. who has the longest beard? No, no, no. Uh, no, like I was th- like, how how was it living in it? Like what what? Did you notice anything about LA that stood out to you as not not common, not how you typically do your day to day? Well, for one, there were houses around, uh-huh. other houses than the one I live in. <laughs> right, typically you live. Just I live in the countryside. Yeah. Like, how yeah. far are you from the next human being? Uh, actually. Pretty close. My wife lives with. My <laughs> good, good point. All right. The next person. The next family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next house. Can you say well, that? Um, I would say about um, 150 yards, maybe. Oh, okay. Oh, no, no, not that's. Sorry, not 80 yards. I was going for feet, but yeah, oh, I got yeah. There's a lot more people on top of each other in LA than. than- uh, yeah. Yeah. And did that get a little overwhelming? Did you need a little no quiet time? I'm used to that. Okay, yeah. I mean, um, well, yeah, I'm I a guess... city boy. I mean, okay. uh, given it's Stockholm, but you know, Stockholm yeah, is like Stockholm's an eighth area. of the size of LA, but still, you know, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So uh, that that's cool. And and uh, I read that you uh, hung out with like Josh Barnett recently or a while ago, and then he introduced you into MMA, and and, and you've taken that on as a. As a hobby. Yeah, I mean, Josh is is a fan and a friend, and and he's come out to a bunch of shows, and 
he um um i was in la a couple of years ago and and uh we wound up doing a training session together and um i thought it was so much fun that we just i decided to keep doing it really and my wife obviously mentioning her again yeah. she was a big inspiration there because she used to box a little bit as well wow. so so she she taught me some stuff as well so uh, she really got me into the whole like martial arts because I never even th- thought about doing that in the, at all really uh, I never had really had the interest and then I started training and all of a sudden I, I find it's the most fascinating sport ever so I, I love MMA it's 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 good exercise good training uh, you learn new skills uh, and uh, yeah it's it's uh, it's an it's, it's really like good yeah it's good exercise isn't really. it so funny how like something that is from the outside perspective perceived as so violent is something that like is actually so wholesome because all these like not all but i don't want to make a general statement but a lot of these like mma fighters and stuff they're so positive and yeah. they they want to build you up and see you become as good as them yeah, yeah, yeah. because then you're like a good Every literally everybody I met in the MMA scene have been like super nice, and if they haven't been from the start, once you like spar with someone and you like exchange punches and stuff, that's it's kind of like it's so weird, but it's like something happens in that moment that if you don't didn't click before, you will after after that because it's like there's some kind of respect coming out of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's uh, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's interesting to see, like, there's so many nice people in the world of fighting. It's ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. they they do the most violent thing. But in many ways, that's kind of like metal, the metal scene in general as well, because in metal, like, the fans, they listen to the most violent music there is, and they're, like, the nicest guys, you know? It's like... They all, all, only want to have fun and enjoy themselves and, you know, have a party and, you know, and rock out to brutal music. So Yeah. I was watching uh, your documentary earlier, and I love that you emphasize that. Like, metal is supposed to be fun. You're not supposed to pick on each other. It's not, it's not a competition who, you know, like, who likes the heavier band or who's, like, more true than somebody else. Um, and I just want to say, like, I really enjoyed that documentary. And... Um, I was wondering if you think about that moment where you guys knew that you could quit your day jobs and just pursue music as a full-time career. And like what goes through your mind when you think of that moment? <laughs> like do you think back to that like yeah, there, like when yeah, you I, I don't know do you think about that often Ollie? I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess I do. I, I I still sometimes need to pinch myself and you know, I guess, when I'm going to wake up from this dream. I guess, like, it takes, like, like people are afraid to do that. Like, yeah, but exactly. I think, actually, I don't think we were probably, you know, I don't think we were better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. It's just that we were stubborn enough to just grind it. And, and also we made the pact that the band goes first. And, you know, if you get kicked, kicked out from your job because obviously you couldn't, be doing your job that much because yeah. we had to keep on touring and we said fuck it then so be it we we, we do the music we do Amon Amart and hopefully it will pay off 
The do question you, is, what is, when is the moment going to come when you can quit the band and do MMA full time? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> do, do you what start, time is it? <laughs> I think you could beat CM Punk's ass. You could start. No, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I think I, he's he's. Um, He's got a fighting spirit, that guy. Serious, I, seriously, I he he joke, he, he does. I mean, I know he's not the most technical fighter. Uh, I know he, he really got his ass handed to him <laughs> uh, in the fight I saw, anyways. But he stood there for three rounds and got fucking yeah, beat up. It. And you know, that's that's a fighting heart right there. And I'm not sure I, I could do what he did. Seriously, I'm not sure. Um, he probably has a lot more training than me, but, but uh, it's it's still it's it's a it's a rough sport, and um, I mean, look, I'm not 45. Well, I am 45. I'm not 44 anymore. So. <laughs> uh, but going back to what Noah was saying, do you, in the back of your head, do you sometimes have that thought like, okay, this this band is going to last another year, and then that's it. It's like we got to go back and get jobs, or are you pretty se- secure and just like I'm an artist, I'm going to be making music for the for the future <laughs> is it a, well, does it go back and forth i know that i i don't i'm not gonna start a new band so mm-hmm. if we fail in amara art i think that's it for me because i'm not gonna do this trip again right not that you're I'm, anywhere I'm, near I'm failing too old like... for it and all that but i mean i don't know at this point i think we're all enjoying this so much so yeah, you I know think... we just take it as it is you know right. i think that's exactly don't right think too I, much I, th- I think all of us have invested so much in this band and this this is like our baby in so many ways it's hard to imagine doing anything else music wise than Owen and Marth mm-hmm. I mean sure you, you know I've, I've I've done some guest things for for bands but it's it's still Owen and Marth is the main main thing and the only thing I want to do like creatively when it comes to music for sure that makes sense. Yeah, uh, we have some questions from our chat room. All right, Colombian Neckbeard uh, <laughs> asks, uh, with a ton of recent media like God of War, The Last Kingdom, Marvel movies, etc., that are inspired by Vikings and Norse mythology. Do you have any favorite Viking media, like Viking shows or movies, or or do you think it's a little overdone? That I'm adding that last part. I mean, <laughs> I think the TV series Viking. Vikings does a really job, good job describing it. I mean, given that they've taken some liberties with historical accuracy, but for what they do, they've done a good job describing uh, the Viking society and and the Viking history. And you have to realize that Viking, honestly, is not, that's not something you are, that's something you do, really. Uh, So... To, to go on a ship and go to a country to invade or to raid, or that's to do Viking, really. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, you're... Like for the Vikings, they were not Vikings unless they were on a raid. They were Norwegians or they were from... They were Danes or Swedes, you know. It's right. Like, yeah. So, so it's... It, it wasn't a nationality. It was more no, like an no, occupation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so it's... it's um, but uh, I think that the, the series, TV series Vikings has, has done a really good job of bringing the mentality of the Vikings to the screen, which uh, I, th- I think um, is 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 something 
well that I appreciate personally very very much um, even though it, it is not entirely historically accurate and still a good show I think but there is a bunch of movies as well that I guess what has there been a movie or something you've seen that like this is just bullshit they just got some costumes. oh yeah there's been a bunch of those yeah <laughs> <laughs> well we can like all the Thor movies for once mm-hmm. seem, seem a little bit but on the other hand they're based on the comic book anyway so it, right. it you can't really you can't really judge it by that standard right. of course you know uh, so uh, but there are there have been a few other movies that are Understood. Maybe not so great. Norsemen. Northmen of Viking Saga. Actually, uh, that that movie was actually uh, not not terrible no, in no. that aspect. It, w- it was actually actually quite accurate to to what it would be like, and uh, and um, given it's a, it's a simple story, a straightforward story, it was uh, was. Uh, um, it was a good movie, I think, uh, because that also kind of kind of shows you uh, a little bit of the animosity and everything. So, mm-hmm. plus I was in it, so obviously yeah. it was great, <laughs> right? Right, of yeah. course. <laughs> uh, Yonder asks, uh, I want to know Amanamar's opinion on the highly controversial topic of rural Vikings adopting the use of toilets like their city-dwelling counterparts. Uh, most archaeologists argue that rural Vikings pooped in the stables for fertilizer. However, an archaeologist claims that the older shitter in Denmark was found being over a thousand years old, belonging to a rural farmer. Do you have any expert opinions on these rural toilets? Yes. <laughs> very specific. He was, he was very aggressive in, in asking me to. Uh, he pasted it a couple that, of times. That, that, that's like a part of the Viking history that I kind of stayed away from mm-hmm. purposefully. <laughs> right. <laughs> Makes sense. Because it's all shit anyways. You know? <laughs> Did you seek out Viking history? Is it something that just growing up, you know, it's, these stories are passed down? Uh, honestly, I... I to be honest, I kind of had to seek it out because mm-hmm. when I grew up, they didn't teach a lot about Viking history in school or anything. Um, so, but, but where we did get to read about it, which is kind of funny, it's not history class. It was actually in literature class because of uh, the Icelandic sagas and all that, which is like classic literature. But by any standards, one of the first, uh, one of the first actual novels ever is an Icelandic saga, uh, which is uh, the Njala or the Njala saga. Um, and even though it is written about people who kind of existed, it's one of the one of those uh, books that is written like in a, in a uh, novel type of way, even if it's not like a novel like you would read today, but still it's like, but people didn't write books like books like that back then so it's one of the first ones that are actually kind of a novel which is kind of interesting uh and a lot of the icelandic sagas are like that even though they talk about people who existed and and it's like they call them legends because obviously some of the feats they are said to have done are almost superhuman it's still um kind of interesting from a uh what I call it, literature standpoint. So we got to read it in Swedish literature class. I see, and that's yeah. kind of... So, cool. but otherwise, otherwise, you kind of had to seek it out yourself. Mm-hmm. Cool. We got the phone lines are blowing up. 
two and three wide Ooh. nut. Everyone's dialing the keep wide your, nut. Keep your head down. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, should we play Russian roulette with the phone? Let's see. Area code seven eight seven. You're on the you're on the air with Amana Marth. Hello. Hello. Hey. What's your name? Oh, uh, oh, hey. Damn, that was quick. Uh, <laughs> hi, guys. Uh, how's it going? Good. How are you, man? I'm doing pretty good. Really, uh, really starstruck star here. Uh, really <laughs> Take a breath. Really on the phone with you guys. So thank you for having me, Metal Injection. Really no appreciate it. What's your name? Uh, Let's start with your what's name. What's your name? Uh, so, my, yeah, so my name is Christian Keogh. I'm from Puerto Rico. Oh, oh cool. Wow. Long distance call. Great. How you doing, yeah. man? What's your, do yeah, you have a question for Amon Amarth? Yeah, I just saw. Uh, sorry, sorry, what was that? I said, uh, do you have a question for Amon Amarth? Yes, yes, I do. I do. Uh, sorry about that. So, so right. Uh, just, just real quick. So, I'm a graduate student, uh, like I said, and so, or, or I'm from Puerto Rico, and I'm a graduate student. And so, to finalize, I'm writing a, a thesis paper on Amana Marth uh, and ex- oh, its wow. connections to Snorri Sturluson's Elder Eddas. Yeah. All right. And and other texts. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, and it's a sort of a sort of take on comparative literature. And so, you know, I never, I never actually thought I'd get the chance to talk to both of you uh, <laughs> like this. So, yeah. We're doing homework. Wasn't, wasn't prepared. <laughs> well, I yeah, mean. for sure. For sure. I mean, I'm very, sorry, yeah? Yeah, yeah. D- d- please continue, man. <laughs> I don't I'm think sorry. he wants to continue. Uh, so, yeah, like, I'm very, <laughs> I'm very interested in researching the origin or inspiration uh, from where your songs come from, uh, and then how the songs are produced. Uh, you know, once once I complete my thesis, I'm hoping to present these at uh, at some metal academic conferences in Finland and France this summer. Uh, so, well, so if yeah, you ask so him now, this, and, he, and sorry, and sorry he, what was that? If you ask him now, and he, and he tells you, wouldn't that be cheating? Like you have to actually do the research. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of doing the research. Well, I mean, it? you know, it's going to the source. <laughs> it's a, it's a. It's a it's a shortcut. Yeah, I can't deny that. Uh, right. So considering this, um, I just I have some questions. And All right. Here I go. So uh, which songs would either of you consider to be the most rich with concerns to Norse mythology literature? Uh, say the Elderettas, et cetera. Or, or, you know, it could be your favorites. Like which which of the songs out of the out of your entire discography would you consider? Wow, there's a bunch of them actually, because a lot like a, there's a lot of mythological um, content in in all of our songs uh, when it comes uh, lyrically. Uh, but you also have to consider that um, as 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 a writer and as a like a writer of lyrics, I've, I've taken uh, some liberties with um, you know what's actually written in the Edda and what works with the song sometimes. Uh, but right. I think there, there are a couple of ones that kind of come to mind and, and especially the, the early, the early songs uh, that we did for, for, uh, for the demo, the arrival of the Fimble winter and for, um, for, um, um, that are also on the sorrow throughout the nine worlds, um, burning creation and, and the song the arrival of the Fimble winter, uh, definitely has a lot of stuff directly taken from the Edda, uh, but there are a lot of other other song, songs that has that, like um, uh, Death and Fire, uh, yeah, Loki, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Locust Treachery as well, yeah, uh, Part One and Two, <laughs> uh, Hermes Ride to Hell, and 
um, Sorrow Throughout the Nine Worlds, that song as well, dealing with the death of Baldur. So there, there's a bunch of them, really. Um, too many to, to go through, but I, I can hear you. <laughs> By the way, you don't typing. have to type. There's going to be away. an archive. <laughs> just download it. That's you so cute. Sorry. <laughs> he needs, he needs to, he's I'm in sorry. class now. He's yeah. got to do the presentation right now. His teacher's standing behind him. If he could drag you to class with him and you could just give this presentation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do his work for him. <laughs> I die. Um, so just just two more just two more questions uh, if I can. Yeah, yeah sure. Go ahead. Uh, so so and then so so what content do you utilize in order to create your music? Like, is it just literature, or are there other elements involved? Like with the bands, uh, most recent, like the process that the band has taken recently, it feels to me as if it's gone from topics as myth to more historical based, uh, and then the uh, you know I just get this idea. Uh, with the uh, with the one leak of uh, of the you, you guys have mentioned one song right I don't want to say this live and if you haven't no I think you missed no 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 nope 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 <laughs> but um, yeah so so, so like uh, you're asking from like how we write songs like the musical aspect of the no but I think I think I don't know maybe I misunderstood but for instance uh, Warriors of the North yeah. That was an, uh, mm -hmm. I told I told BJ about I, I read this really cool book about uh, Chinese warriors and I told him about like when the it was like a bunch of old men instead of you know just dying they they went for their last battle so eventually Johan picked up that idea and wrote Warriors of the North yeah I mean so it's not always like doesn't have to be viking myths or viking stories is if we see some cool you yeah. know movies or we read some cool books then we can you know hint him yeah. like oh yeah. what about story like this or and there's a lot of stuff that that, oh, that that's a good example actually and there's also a lot of stuff that uh, maybe deal with personal things that you kind of write a metaphor is to fit the viking theme or that relates to viking hi history or mythology maybe not directly but you know in in a metaphorical sense mm -hmm. uh, that I, I i write about um one of the more obvious ones is fate of norns uh, which is a song about a father uh burying his child whereas that for some persons people would actually be an actual story about that for me it was um uh, written during a time where i was going through some uh, going through a pretty rough breakup and and all that stuff so it, it's it's stuff that that you know you can deal with metaphorically that you may not want to talk about out loud you know so there's a bunch of stuff they can yeah work on lyrically um uh, through the through the viking theme actually so um okay then okay. yeah yeah thank you uh yeah definitely metal has always been the outlet for many people like oh, yeah. the first call uh, was the second caller as you were saying uh yeah we're right so like last question because i've taken a lot of a long time so yes Will you be on the 70,000 tons of metal cruise next year? Because I've been go going for two years now, praying oh to Odin that you, uh, that you go. Yeah, Everyone's there, so, asking so, that question, year, by so. the way. Do you want to have a short answer? <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> I was going to say it's the same as the toilet answer yeah. as before. No. 
Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Well, well, I'm hoping. Well, I'm hoping I can go to and catch a flow, uh, one of your shows in Florida because uh, from Puerto oh. Rico, it's a little, it's a little far and expensive. It's a bit uh, far. I know, I know. And uh, you also had that devastating hurricane hitting you guys and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So. I, I actually oh, yeah that was pretty metal yeah I, I, have, I have have some friends from from Florida who went there to help out I, I don't know how long he stayed there but I think it was like a, like a six or seven months or something he was just oh, staying wow. there That's terrible. yeah so yeah it was a disaster I mean it, yeah. reportedly there were only uh, 13 deaths but I mean it was more around 3,000 but you know who's counting? yeah that that's what I'm saying it's, it's like, a little it's off. yeah just, but it's also like damage how, how is it are you were you in one of the damaged areas and how how are things now? where do you live like what what's the town you live in city well so luckily i live in one called uh cabo rojo or mayaguez that's in the southwestern corner of the island and that's the farthest area that was uh hit from the hurricane so i was one of the lucky ones mm-hmm. even even uh, though it was a, still a catastrophe yeah. Uh, but the hurricane didn't pass like right over us. That was more to the to the northeastern corner of yeah. the island. I see. Well, well. Yeah, but uh, but we have we have power and water. There are still plenty of people that don't have roofs over their heads. But yeah, uh, yeah. we're dealing with it as uh, as we can. Yeah, that's that's rough, man. And we're glad you're with us, man. Yeah. Let us know uh, what um, grade you get I'm on your enough. on your paper. Yeah. Keep yeah. us posted. If you, uh, if you get a good mark, you owe it to Johan and Olaf. Yeah. <laughs> you can directly cite this podcast uh, in your paper. <laughs> give I'll us a. Try we're gonna it, be a yeah. footnote. A footnote. Yeah. yeah we want to be a give footnote. Us, give us an email. Hate mail at metalinjection.net when it all goes down. All right. Not thank you, man. I get the. Oh. Oh, sorry. That was Rob. That was my fault. All right. Uh, six three zero. You're on the Metal Injection Livecast. What's your name? Hey, my name is Jeff. How are you? How's it going, Jeff? How you doing? Yeah, it's going great. Just uh, wanted to thank you for taking my call. I'm definitely a huge fan. I grew up on uh, '80s thrash metal and discovered you guys about five years ago. And you guys certainly scratch an itch that I needed scratch. So it's all <laughs> right. Like <laughs> to hear that. So I have a I have a question for you. Um, my question is, what is your preference? Would you prefer to play as part of a, a big package on a huge stage with bands that maybe are bigger than you would go on after you, like the upcoming Slayer tour? Or would you prefer playing a, a smaller headlining show at maybe a, a club where it's it's your people and you might get a little bit of a longer set? You want to hear the boring question, boring answer to that? Both. Uh, sure. <laughs> you just like playing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean you got it too. Yeah, but I mean, it's 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 both has its things, right? You know, Something like playing, playing, playing absolutely. Yeah, Pl- playing with Slayer is amazing, and it's it's such a great band. It's a great package, and it's it's going to be a lot of people there, a lot of fun, and you get to play for a lot of new people, which is awesome. But playing a headline show, you get to play all the songs for people who are there to watch you. So that's going to be like like an insane show for with fans of of our band. So you know, it's it's um, yeah, pros and cons definitely. But I have to think that like a good portion of the Slayer audience knows who you are. I mean, you've been around. It's not like I mean, you're, okay, Slayer's been around for nine hundred years, but I mean. You you are a pretty well established band. I mean, you're gonna have a lot of fans in the audience, no? I don't know. I mean, 
Well, <laughs> That's the hope, right? Well, I, mean, <laughs> I would think so. I mean, I, it's it's hard to say, really. I mean, we we did the, the we, when we supported Megadeth, for instance. You could tell a lot of people that came to that show didn't really know who we were, but by the end of it, it, it yeah. by the end of it, appreciated it, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know it it was it was really cool, you know, to to be able to show off what we have to people who've maybe heard of us but never heard us because right. that's a different thing like yeah. people may have heard the band like the name on the Marth but maybe not necessarily heard right. heard us play or heard the music so mm-hmm. so is there a, is there a different approach to the show when you feel like you kind of have to win them over versus they're no. already yours no uh, I wouldn't no, think so go out there and rock. I think a headline show is uh, maybe even more demanding because you know you you need to deliver and uh, it's a little more pressure yeah, yeah sort yeah. of you right. know because then you have more opening bands that try to kick out mm-hmm. kick our asses <laughs> so we need to show them that yeah. even though we look we are old and look old we're still <laughs> kicking ass no but yeah it's actually i don't know i, I mean the, the i like both but uh, i i think headline shows are more fun yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, gotcha. it, as like the, the audience is there to watch you play, and it's all it's easy to get the crowd reaction and the crowd going when when they're there for you. But uh, it's it's also satisfying to to see like like we played uh, uh, Chicago Open Air, for instance. We played the big stage, mm-hmm. and in the beginning, you saw like like only the people in the front were kind of into it. But after the three or four songs, people in the bleachers are standing up and going like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, so that's, cool. that's a cool feeling." That's a, that's a great feeling, yeah. you know. So that that's awesome. So I always wonder, like, very cool. And it's probably like such a corny question, but I'll ask it anyway. Do you like when you're on stage? Do you see the fans? Like, you see their faces, and like, if they're mouthing stuff at you, do, do you process it all, or is it kind of just like a, like a blob of people? No, you see their faces. Yeah, you see. So, so you yeah. see everything. I mean, it depends on the venue as well. I mean, obviously, like if it's a really big venue, it's hard to see the people in the far back. Obviously. Yeah. But uh, I think um, one thing that that I personally, as 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 a singer, always keep in mind, and that's something that Bruce Dickinson said. He he said, it "Doesn't matter if it's two thousand people in the audience or two hundred thousand people in the audience. I always perform for the." So that the person in the back can say at the end of the show, he pointed at me. Yeah. Ah. Nice. Wow. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, even though you know it's, it doesn't really make sense in a way. It, it that's an attitude. Like if you, if you can try to put that energy out there, that's the energy you're gonna get back. Mm-hmm. So that's at least for me, that's my philosophy that because. I want every show with Amon and Marth to be the best shows I experienced when I was a kid. And that's when you went to the shows and you felt like almost like you were a part of the show, you know? Yeah. We're doing this together with the band. It's it's not just the band is up there playing. It's it's all of us, you know? And, and to what you were saying about uh, Bruce's quote, you know, when I would first go to shows, I was, you know, poor and I would be, you know, all the way in the back. And anytime the artist would be like, do you guys hear me up there? And I'd be like, oh my God, he acknowledged us. Wow. Us. us little people. He, so so it's it's so true. Uh, 
Like I, I've, I've experienced the other side of that. Of like, he saw us. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> like absolutely. Uh, we're sitting here. You guys are drinking some IPAs. I heard you yeah. guys like the IPAs. Well, I do. Oh, you. Do? Oh, you. Do? Oh. Well, what are your What are your What's preferred? Your he just prefers beer. He will yeah. do any beer. Well, how did you land on the IPAs then? How How, how is that oh. your your preference? You guys beer snobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely a beer snob. Now, uh, I'm the beer hobo. Subtitle. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, the the it started like a few years ago, especially here in the United States. We started getting these microbrew beers, mm-hmm. and I think one of the first ones is was Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Then it's like wow, they're actually is good beer in the United States because otherwise you always get like Bud Light or PBR or something like that, right? Right. Um, But back in the day, you weren't, you know, you were just happy to get beer, so it was all right. But then, you know, I we started finding more and more of these beers and then I met my wife and she worked in a brew pub in Sweden with Mm. specializing in beer and whiskey and then a whole world open up with weird, you know, <laughs> all these kinds of beers. And I started getting in more and more into the IPAs and shit. Like, you know. I see. I, I personally could not handle it. My acid reflux kicks in like the first oh, really? sip <laughs> that I get. And I'm like, Argh! I'm like just burp it. And then you want to know the best beer then for you? For acid my reflux friend? No, no. Yeah. Well, technically, Well, yes. my favorite would be like a, like a Weinstefan, like a Hefeweizen, I guess. Mm, yeah. What, what would you say? What would you suggest? I would suggest Guinness. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But it has to be draft. Right, yeah. Not, not, because it doesn't have carbonation. It's nitrogen. And mm. so it's not that like acidic, bubbly thing. Right. And it's it's a like, little heavy, though. That's the, the it, other side. That's, that's a myth. I argue that's a myth. <laughs> okay, fair yeah. enough. I'll give it another shot. I'll give it another shot. With, with I can drink Guinness all night. I'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. By the way, Johan. Your wife sounds like the coolest lady on the planet. <laughs> she does MMA. She works at like a beer place. Yeah. I think no well, she did, she used to. Now she's a yoga teacher as well. So she's a yoga teacher. Yeah. So, okay, how did you guys meet? Uh, well, that's a really long story, but um, we met at a um, uh, we met like she. <laughs> This, now this is going to sound like bragging. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Uh-huh. Uh, well, what's the Amanamarth meet cute? She used to here. she used to do some modeling, and she for for like alternative modeling agency, and mm-hmm. they were putting out like a metal calendar, yeah. and she approached us if we the band wanted to do uh, a photo shoot with her. Wow. Which which we did and did not do. Because she wasn't there, so we only met over email. But so, wow, yeah. yeah. And, but she was together with another guy at the time, and but that's when we started to know each other. And then, yeah. And then you kind of made it all work, like a couple with, years like, later, on yeah. the road that, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. The other guy had a mysterious bus accident. <laughs> <laughs> How did he know? No, nothing Shit, mysterious yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, you have these hobbies, you do MMA, uh, 
do you have any hobbies uh, oh. or oh, yeah. just beer? I, I fight a lot. Oh, you also do the oh, MMA? Oh, yeah. Or, or just fighting? Two PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> what are you playing? What are the games? Uh, right now, Battlefield 5. Okay. okay. I just went to uh, Red Dead. Okay. Red uh, Dead Redemption. Yeah. Amazing game. Yeah? yeah? Okay. Oh, yeah. Probably the best game. And I'm waiting for Gays, uh, Days to Gone. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be released uh, next month or something. Now, do you do the online play where yeah, you're like talking to 12 year olds? No, I don't really chat no. or anything like that. But <laughs> the fun thing is that with gaming is that when you play on your own home, you kind of, you know, you feel like you're the best gamer ever. Yeah. Right. And then you go online and huh? realize how, oh. how fucking oh, shitty you are. Yeah. <laughs> Humboldt. Right. Humboldt. Seriously, like fucking Battlefield, amazing online game, but. I'm, I'm pretty much when, when all the games are done and you're probably like I don't know between 20 or 30 people on, on a match yeah. and I'm p- pretty much on the bottom line you're always number 20 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 20 out of 20 exactly <laughs> that's how I felt but playing. the thing is yeah. that on Battlefield I cannot find I found my, my my style of playing is that I'm in the back I'm a sniper and I'm also the recon so I'm just you know recon for the good gamers yeah oh, I see it's yeah, like playing little, deep right field in Little League. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I, like someone showed me uh, for I'm not a gamer at all, but I, I was playing Fortnite, which is like the PG version of all these games that you mentioned, I feel. And uh, it was so wild because I was getting destroyed and I had the, the, the mic sounds on and it was like, these are children that are like right. so much better at You're this game. Owned by 10 year olds. Yeah. And, and it's just mind blowing to me that I don't have the, the training <laughs> They're like finger training to no, keep up seriously, with Seriously, I've been playing PlayStation since, I don't know, 20 years. Since Whatever. the first one? Yeah. Right. But still, one. you know, when I get stressed, I need to look down on the control oh. to see what buttons <laughs> I should <laughs> But that, That's probably an age thing. And the kids today, they, they just... Yeah. Right. I'm the same way. With like whenever it's like square, I always just can't find the square for some reason, <laughs> even though it's in the same spot every yeah. time. And I, I, I just feel like such what a person. rock band. I always wonder if like professional musicians have a trouble playing rock band because it's like a fake guitar, like Guitar Hero. That's actually right because yeah. I, I suck on it. <laughs> but BJ, he, he fucking kicks ass, but really? he can't play guitar <laughs> at all. Actually, yeah. I, I, I didn't kick ass. I did all right. But it, uh, I did better than ass. you for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that, that's the same thing. It's like uh, Ted, our bass player, he doesn't have a driving license. And he's probably the best guy driving. Um, yeah, from the back seat. <laughs> no, no. On the arcade games? Go karts. Yeah, go karts. Because the rest nice. of us, we think like how you drive a car while he's mm. just going nuts. Yeah, it's a different animal. <laughs> yeah. Gotta, like, it has its own. I, 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 I will actually have to argue uh, that the, the time. Both times we've driven go karts, I actually won. So, but Ted was still good. He was good. Did you he take was anybody good. out? Uh, no, I didn't take anybody out. But. You have you do go karts with the guy that was dating your wife, uh, your future no. wife? Then? <laughs> <laughs> this mysterious go kart accident. Yeah, yeah that was the that was the one. That yeah. was it. We figured it out. It was really a bust. It's, it's um, yeah, it's it's it, go karts. Obviously, are very different from driving cars. For ones have stiff axles, so. <laughs> That's that's a tip. <laughs> there you go. 
Stiff Axel is also the new Amon and Mark album title. No. 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 <laughs> Pre-order now. We don't know that. <laughs> they are working on new. Uh, he stiff about is him very anymore. stiff. It's true. Yeah. It's a sex tape. Close <sighs> to being a stiff. No. Awesome. Well, guys, we did it. Thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us, coming Safe. all the Fantastic. way to Brooklyn on your Viking ship. Yeah. Uh, and diving in in the Gowanus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and also, uh, I want to mention, of course, like like we've been saying, you guys are going to be on the road with Slayer, Lamb of God, yeah. Cannibal Corpse. That is that is front to back a can't miss show. Like you have to arrive early. That's massively brutal. Like like that's four headliners. We've had three yeah, of more. those four acts in studio. Wow, that's true. That? All yeah. we need is somebody from Slayer, and we have the entire tour. We've, we would wow. have had the entire tour. You're right. We got to get Paul Wild Postaff on the line. We had Josh Barnett on too. Yeah, uh, oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's been out here. Uh, Josh is awesome. He's good guy. He's great dude. Good friend. And uh, maybe there could be some sort of new music played on that tour. Who knows if such music even exists? I don't know. But uh, catch them on the road. We're giving away tickets every stop on the tour. There's a link in the description. Pair of tickets every stop. And uh, thank you guys. Safe travels yeah. throughout well, the world. Thank you guys for having us. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. All the rest of the beers are yours. Take them away. <laughs> oh, wait. None of us can handle it. I just it. wanted to say uh, a shout out from uh, Brent and Shuli from the Howard Stern Show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They love you guys. And uh, they just wanted to send their regards. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know those guys. <laughs> uh, Shuli said something about like you, you guys, um, giving him permission to use your artwork yeah, on his yeah, album. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like it's so. Um, I work at Sirius, and like everyone there loves you. The guys at Liquid Metal, Sean and Jose, and everyone. It's just like <laughs> they're always wearing like Amana Marth T-shirts at work, and it's just like every. Everyone says positive things about you, and you guys are just that's the because coolest. we pay them. Awesome yeah, oh. <laughs> and we make awesome, awesome shirts. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Amon Marth merch is pretty fun. Cool. <laughs> check it out. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys, and uh, we will be back next week. Amon Marth will not be back. This is it for them, but we will be back. Hopefully, you can tune in. You can listen to every episode of the Metal Ejection Livecast on Spotify, on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Everywhere fine podcasts are downloadable. And uh, you can follow us at my livecast. We're out of here. Here's another little song parody that we, we wrote. <laughs> Hello, music, my old friend. I've come to piss on you again. I wrote a cover song no one asked for Suddenly played in every retail store Now whenever you're in Chipotle or TJ Maxx Buy some slacks You'll hear the sound of Draymond songs as deep as me as wise as Buddha and Gandhi the pompous lame affected way I sing 
gets praised as genius thanks to marketing. Cause my label pays tens of millions to make it seem like I'm mainstream. People praise the sound of Draymond. And in my concerts while I play Some have the nerve to look away People on cell phones with their families People who should be focusing on me Interrupting songs Well, I'll hit them with a real sick bird Not to disrupt the show of Draymond I had to kill my Twitter feed Cause Robert kept on mocking me I wish they'd fire him, he's a disgrace Won't even write his tweets in uppercase Now the world is deprived of my right-wing rants Written in all caps by Draymond Now the critics cheer and pray But something still drives me insane Like people criticizing Israel People thinking I'm Howie Mandel And when soup and cracker crumbs Keep sticking in that big thing Underneath my mouth All to wash out Welcome to the very important life of Draymond. To hear more, find the Metal Injection livecast on iTunes, or you can go to metalinjection.net slash livecast.